Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 149 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, your lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. <laughs> I don't. It's 149 episodes, and I for the 140 times you've done it, I've I laugh every. Yeah, time. I, so. I can't remember when I actually started doing it, but it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. That's like what I say. It's not written down anywhere. It's yeah. just, I just say it and it just, it's there. And I realize that's a lot of numbers. I just rolled off. Yeah. So. I mean, we have a lot of episodes. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, so, yeah. Hey, have you seen the Atlanta Braves play recently? Yes. I went, <laughs> I went last night to them play the second game with the Yankees. And they thumped them, didn't they? Five to nothing. That they was, got one hit. Yeah. That was a good game. It it was a really good first inning. Um, Acuna hit a single, but then he like played with the pitcher for like the second guys at bat and mm-hmm. caused him to like throw. throw a wild, yeah. Well, he threw a wild uh, ball to first base to try and catch him stealing mm-hmm. because Acuna, if he gets on on first, he usually tries. If he gets on base on in the first inning, he tries to steal second. Yeah. And so he was just screwing with the pitcher. And made a wild pitch, and he went from first to third. <laughs> and then uh, a couple people, one more got on base, and then Azuna hit like a 450-yard home run. Yeah, like that's we saw that straight one straight to the middle of the thing. It was crazy. It was good, good game. It was a good game. Drew was excited to be able to watch it because normally our our um they do blackouts and stuff. And we don't have access to it. Yeah, they have the worst first. For a team that used to be able to be watched by anyone in the country, I know. they have the worst TV rights now. Like, I grew up and I watched the Braves and the Cubs play because you could get TBS and WGN. The Braves were on, like, yeah. I used to think. In Oklahoma, by the way, that's where I lived. You could watch those two. Because, like, the Braves fan base was so large when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I thought they'd written the Braves into the national anthem. <laughs> like, I and the th- home of the Braves. I, I literally thought. Mm. That that's was in the national anthem until I was like seven. Speaking of thinking of things that aren't that aren't uh, accurate, um, I remember I just moved here, so this was many years ago, and um, I was really irritated with Georgia fans because they just seemed obnoxious. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I realized they're basically just like Oklahoma fans, just in their state. Yes, just like over there. And so you know, it's just you root for your team. You know, it's what it is. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so there was this girl I knew. I was actually giving her tennis lessons, and she was like diehard Georgia, like all the time Georgia fan. And she thought that I guess there's a song that Georgia sings, like the glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. But it goes to that theme. Yeah. Or whatever. I think that's the song. Anyway, she didn't know that that was not the Georgia song. She did. She didn't, she didn't know, know it, like it had a, a live after yeah. that. Yeah. Before, or before that. It, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. We you just had a great lunch yet. with one of our community we ministry did. partners. Yes. Um, with Darcy uh, Gunter from Living Bridges. Mm-hmm. And so she fed lunch to our staff and told us what they have going on. We met over there at their new warehouse that we've uh, we've been out there a couple of times since they've been, moved in um, their storage place. But um, <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good to hear just what's been going on. 
what is coming up. And so we're going to have a lot of wonderful opportunities coming down the pike. And I didn't want to ask this and seem like the guy that was out of touch, but they've moved, they're moving the entire ministry Mm-mm. out there. No? No, 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 they're staying at the house. Mm-hmm. They still have their house downtown. I think it's Adair Street. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of foot traffic and, and, yeah. and their clients come there, but they'll have their, well, you know, I say that I'm assuming uh, that that's where they're going to be. Yeah, because they were clearing out classrooms. Yeah, so they'll have a warehouse area and then the, the downtown. Okay, so they, they basically have two locations now. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So, But it was really good and informative and, and uh, look forward to mm-hmm. stuff we've got going on. That is probably, I don't want to say, like, it's my favorite uh, community partner that um, a church I've been a part of has had. Because it's very boots on the ground in the community that you're oh, with. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can tell it's not, especially by Darcy, it's not someone that is trying to appease some kind of like... No, she wants to make a difference. Yes. Yeah, she's not just doing it for you know, earning religious points or, right. or know, credit and, in the community or whatever. And, and I'm not saying that about other organizations, but like you can feel... Yeah. Darcy's passion mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. people, not for what she's doing, for mm-hmm. the people that she's serving. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and to me, that speaks volumes. Yeah. Because uh, when, and I guess it's might also because this is one of the few um, organizations slash partners that I've ever been a part of where you're working with like the founder mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. as opposed to people that have taken it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the same passion as the founder did. Yeah. So that that might be it. But just seeing the passion she has for those people is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. She. Anytime I've spent time with her, I walk away going, if I could bottle up that energy. Um, be a millionaire. I'd, I'd get a lot of things done. <laughs> I'd sell it. Um, well, so anything else you want to touch on before we uh, jump into the continuation of our conversation from last week? Um, I, the one thing I want to talk about is how excited I am for tonight. Yes. So Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. So, mm -hmm. uh, the 15th, maybe I am. Today's the 16th. 16th. I am super excited about our community group kickoff. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to hear this, it will have already happened, but hopefully you were a part of it. Yes. Um, and if you missed it, that's okay. There's still opportunities. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, that's okay. You can still be in community. But, yes. But, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm our community group has been texting all morning about how excited they are to get together because we don't get to, we get together a couple times during the summer just because it's a lot of kids yeah, y'all, when we y'all get make together. The, y'all make the, um, the porch kids it's like, uh, nursery especially. Well, well more, the, more elementary now. Yeah, actually. they're aging up. So, but I mean, there's 13 kids when our group gets together. <laughs> so we don't get together a lot during the summer and we don't actually have like conversate, like deep conversations when we get together because there's so many kids. Mm-hmm. So all of us are like super excited mm-hmm. to get back together and do what, do what we love doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so yeah, if you are not in a community group and you, and you're going, I, I want to know more and I, I hope you think, feel that way. I really do. I know it's a scary thing for a lot of people, but you know, I'll, I'll say this about community. Um, you know, I shared Sunday in my message about 
stories and the power of story and how Paul leveraged the story to speak to the Israelites and be like, look, yes, you're part of the, the story at the beginning, but don't, don't write yourself out of the story that's continuing with Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. don't separate yourself. Actually, I didn't make the point that way in my message. I should have. Um, but uh, <laughs> but so I talked about the power of stories, and I mentioned how um, when I was doing young adult ministry especially, and I've done it other times since then, but um, I would always incorporate one or two people sharing their story. You know, I don't even like to say testimony because I know for some people that freaks them out um, or they think they don't have one. So, But if you tell someone to tell you the story, they'll be yeah. like, oh, I'll tell you my story. Um but it's the same thing when I mean that. Um, but I, but we would do that anyway. So I shared with the congregation in both the services. We went back to two services. And yes, we did. Um, but I would, as I was working on the message pre prior to Sunday, and then definitely right after, I was just like, I'm supposed to do a young adult community group. So, so uh, we're going to be hosting a, like twice a month. Uh, young adult community group for 20 to 30 year olds at our house, Drew and I will, um, starting after Labor Day. So that's cool. Yeah. So I've talked to like Casey Van Nortwick and a few other people to kind of help, you know, I picked mm-hmm. her brain to make sure it was a good idea and it worked and all that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So community is really important. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'll still have my group. Drew has his group, but we're going to host one twice a month as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll have dinner and, and all that good stuff. But I look forward to it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, was that, was that the point I was going to make? Yeah, yes. Community group, community, good times. So. You need it. Last week, mm-hmm. we talked about ego. Yes. Your ego is your enemy. Mm-hmm. Lego, my ego. Lego, my ego. L- <laughs> um, Lego, your ego. In the, yeah, right? Yeah, just, just mine, not yours. No, your as in the listener, oh, including yes. the people speaking. All of us, yes. Um, and the, the big question was, why don't. Why don't more Christians look like Christ? Why don't more Jesus followers look like Jesus? You know, right. um, and we posited that ego is that the the hurdle. It can be, and and I last week put up the thought for us to basically substitute ego for any time you think about flesh or when you look at scripture, like in Romans chapter eight when Paul talks about the flesh and how our mind is set on the flesh and not on what the spirit desires. Now, the ego doesn't always directly associate to flesh, but in regard to talking this through, that's how I wanted us to think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is that our ego does get in the way. Um, And so we we talked about eight, well, we offered, we said, hey, there's eight ways that your ego is your enemy, and we covered the first four. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't listened to episode 148, go back and listen to it. But the first four are that the ego is ugly. Yep. Uh, second, the ego thinks in terms of win lose. Mm-hmm. The ego three, the ego must be right, and four, the ego hates change. So um, you can go listen to that in full in episode one forty eight. But we're going to keep going here. Okay. So the fifth way that we see that our ego is our enemy is this: that the ego is reluctant to give others praise or credit. Mm. You know when your ego has stepped into the the limelight, the center <laughs> center stage, when you're reluctant to give others praise or credit. Um, ego will want to say it's it's just me, myself, and I. Ego will want to say, look at what I did. Um, 
you know, the ego, the flesh, this, you know, and, and sometimes you could substitute that and say like your false self. It's like not really who you are. Your ego is not really who you are. It's who you want people to uh, think the you perception. are. Yeah. Or you're living into what you think you are. I mean, it's, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. Really, your you ego is a self-believe lie. Right. And so the ego wants to feel separate. The ego wants to feel special. And you talk about it in these terms, and I think about a child. I think about a toddler. I think about those stages of mine, 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 and no, 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 that they like to say a lot. Yeah. And When do they stop doing that? When do we stop that? I think we just learn how to mask it, and yeah. I think we learn how to, to use different words. Um, but in some cases, I think that our ego still kind of shows yeah. up in different ways. Um, so... When you think about this, you know, our ego can try and be the spotlight, uh, it, you know, manipulate, like you said. Um, and I think in some weird, twisted way, our ego will even try to manipulate God, even though that's not possible. But it's like, if I do these things and God sees how great I am, then he will love me more. That's not how that transaction works. Well, it, it's also uh, like a self-believed, like, that's how smart I am. Mm-hmm. And... Because I can be manipulated, I can probably manipulate God. <laughs> and and you would probably never even say that to yourself that you're trying to do that. Admit that, yeah. Yeah. But it but it's a subconscious ego mm-hmm. when the ego is driving, it's doing things behind the scenes that you don't even realize that right. you're doing. Well, you're trying to be like God. Yeah. And because um, you've put yourself on the pedestal. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I, I notice about ego is um kind of needing attention, needing focus, um, you know, believing like you've got to constantly have the attention and the focus and the, I don't know, the adoration um, or um, respect or response. I mean, I, I do think about like the the dopamine kick of like social media oh, and yeah. posts and mm-hmm. likes and shares and, and, and everything like that. Um, you know, it's like it's a finite resource attention is and and that so you got to kind of keep it up and that's an ego driven thing mm-hmm. um that that kind of stuff does not come from a place of humility you know or a humble attitude that's a i want more of this yes you know so how do we how do you josh as the communications as our as our as our pastor of communications like how do you uh t- like keep ego and self and self-promotion even even church promotion like like tpcc promotion how do you guard that from um being susceptible to ego that's actually a really good question that you did not know i was going to ask no so (laughs) i just pulled it out of my ear yeah so i don't struggle with like promoting myself on it um really at all Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. The, the personal side I would struggle with is when it's going well, mm-hmm. is look at look at what I'm doing yeah. and look how well it's going for the church. So I have to struggle about on the back end of not saying that what I'm doing is working mm-hmm. what, and have to go, what God has laid on my heart to do mm-hmm. is working. Right. So that's what I have to do from a personal standpoint. And then um, from the church standpoint of like, it not just being 
uh, TPC-centered, mm -hmm. but also Jesus-centered, is to make sure. sure that it's not a bulletin board mm. of look at everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. If you notice, I don't, like, you have to remind me sometimes to promote events. Mm -hmm. And because it's uh, it's more about consumable content about feeding the 167. Right, right. And so I try to pump as much gospel as I can into our social media. Uh, yeah. And, and as long as I'm as... And since I've been doing that, I would say for the past 18 months when we got out of a, like, COVID, hey, we're still here, we need you to yep. engage, mm -hmm. because that's what God wanted us to do then. Sure, sure. But then we go, okay... They're coming back, mm -hmm. but what are you going to do to keep them fed while they're while they're at home scrolling? And that's where I feel like mm -hmm. God has has us doing that, as opposed to promoting things and stuff that we have going on. But what is what is the gospel that mm -hmm. God is pushing through? TPCC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm definitely not saying like social media bad. If you post and you're sending, no. and your ego's driving you. Um, you know, that's you, you use technology for ministry. Mm -hmm. I mean, why? I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> social media. I, I, I don't, I've, this is the only brand like world of technology I've lived in. So I, I don't know this for a fact, but I mean, were there people that didn't want the Bible printed in books? You know, on paper, like, oh, yeah. like available. Words. No, just the so, oral tradition. That's all so, we need. So it's just another that form. That Gutenberg was yeah. bad, bad, bad. It's just another form of the gospel using the medium that's available. Mm -hmm. For sure. And we've and talked about We've that. talked about this yeah. before, yeah. that the Bible, the gospel was the only thing that's been presented in every form of media that's ever existed. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. And it's my job to make sure that that continues. Yeah. It's not my job to make sure that the the building mm -hmm. that uh, talks about the gospel lives on in this medium. Sure, it's the it's the story that the building mm -hmm. is telling. Mm -hmm. That's that's what my job is. It's yeah. it's not about to make sure that people know how awesome TPCC is. Mm -hmm. It's that Jesus is awesome, and if you want to, you can come here and learn about him, or you could watch this video. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I mean, that's what that's what I that's how I see it. Yeah, and that's true. And I think that's you know I did I asked the, this question. And it wasn't really it wasn't in our our notes here, but like because the the topic here on number five is that the ego is reluctant to give others praise or credit. Which what basically we, you and I were talking about was do how do we guard ourselves from just giving ourselves praise and credit, mm -hmm. um, which is in that same vein. Um, because, I have to be careful on the analytic side of that for myself. Yeah. 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 I mean, I will confess that there uh, was a time, it's been many years, I'm thankful for that, um, but I would not follow other churches, and I would not like or, you know, comment on any of their stuff that I did, even if I liked it or thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. um, I withheld that, and that is that is horrible ego-driven mm -hmm. insecurity and just yuck. Yes, um, and that's like pitiful. Mm -hmm. um, the only, like on my flip side is I will like stuff as a person, mm -hmm. but I, I like I'm conscious because I'm switching back from accounts. Mm -hmm. 
I have to make sure that I don't accidentally do it as the porch. Yeah, yeah. Because that that could get into muddy water. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I I completely agree with what you're what you're saying is like I don't want to push their stuff because I want them to come see my stuff. Or yeah, it's like oh well that's dumb or we could do it better. Yeah. Or I mean, and that's just that is ego. Yeah, a hundred percent. And insecurity, and that's like I'm not gonna give them credit for that. No. Um. I'm going to withhold my credit from them. Like they're, you know, struggling because Shannon withheld a thumbs up. And then I'm going to push my version. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, in, in Christ, the things that, the thing we need to understand is we don't, you know, that's the transaction that, that God has made for us is Jesus Christ. Anything, any accomplishments or titles or achievements that we might have, we don't, we don't have to keep, like per- performing these things and and you know getting credit and and praise and and hoping that you know this will be the thing that that God will approve us of. That's mm-hmm. not how that works. It's through Christ alone. Um, and so to get a taste of um, putting our ego to to death in this regard, um, give give praise. Um, to God yes. for what others are doing in His name. Mm-hmm. Give credit to God for what others do in His name, and don't and 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 that's um, you and I are talking church stuff here, but I'm talking about and just in everyday life. Oh yeah, like um, it's a it will be a radical shift, and I'm not saying I'm per- perfect at this by any means. Um, I think we both confessed last week that we struggle with these, yep. so it's not like we've we've got it figured out, and y'all just listen to us. No, we're You'll just willing to talk about how. <laughs> How how horrible, horrible we are! We are. <laughs> but really, there is a radical shift that that I think will liberate your heart. It'll liberate your mind um, if if we recognize our ego and if it's reluctant to give others praise or credit. And I, you know, I I might have said this last week. In these eight examples, there's going to be some that are much more prevalent in in a person's life than maybe another. Um, so this might be for you an area where you go, wow, that's I do have a really hard time praising and giving credit. Um, my ego gets in the way. Mm, so yeah, here's the sixth um, way that the, our ego is our enemy, and that is that our ego rarely lives in the present. Mm. The ego very rarely lives in the present. What I mean by that is that the ego has this unhealthy attachment to either the past or the future. Yeah. It's like either look back and see how fantastic I was, ego, my ego talking there. Yeah. Or you don't, today doesn't even count, yesterday doesn't matter, just you wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's what the ego can do. The ego can obsess over the good old days. Yep. Um, you know, the way things used to be, all that kind of stuff. And it can... It can agonize over, um, you know, what oh, the world today. Oh my goodness, you know, um, if we just could get back to yesterday, you know, and and there can be ego in that. Yes. Um, you know, I I would say uh, that this is definitely an area where uh, someone who is older, maybe retired, or has you know has adult children or maybe grandchildren. Um, and they're kind of living in a different stage of life. Mm-hmm. This could be a place where this could be a a, a weakness. Yeah. Looking to the past and saying, "We were better. Mm-hmm. I was better." Yes. Um, and and again, uh, you know, in your in your job, in your patriotism, in your uh, social, you know, service. I mean, in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now the same thing could be uh, present is present. I didn't mean to say present, but is idealizing the future. Yes. And going, oh no, it's the past is horrible, but the future just you wait. Yeah, we have to we have to close the door on the past to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I, more. This is more me, well, where I am. Yeah. So um, this this is what I was gonna say. Uh, I was looking at this last night while I was um, coming back from the Braves game. Mm-hmm. Me and you, you know, we've battled the good old day people. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, to so much so that that we've like we've planted our flag, built a fort in the future. Yeah, yeah. And and we have to. I'm, I and I'm speaking for myself. Like I have to make myself conscious that the the future is important. But so is the present. Uh, the present is most important. Exactly. Um, in in regard to our ego and how we're living, because if we're not present, then we're, if we're in the past or we're in the future, we're not in the present. We're not here. We're not engaged. We're not involved. Um, we're either critiquing the past or we are idolizing the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just that's all ego. There's no sense of. What's my part to play? It's just a you're sitting like the the two old guys in the Muppets, you know, up in the balcony, and you're just critiquing the show, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not how this should be. the The ego rarely lives in the present, and I think the more we can be present in the present, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then then the more we're in engaged in reality and oh, yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know. There's, I'm, I'm just looking at my notes here to make sure I didn't miss anything, but it's, it can be uh, painful, but also liberating, just like at the last point I mentioned, um, to admit that, you know, maybe the past wasn't as great as we thought it was, or that the future is a giant question mark and unknown, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but an ego wants to know, say, no, I have the answers to the future, um, or... You know, I'm going to turn this around and we're going to go back to the past. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of this for me is, um, you know, I, I almost think we could probably do a third parter here and go a little bit deeper into, and maybe we should have done a, a, a prequel um, to just the whole psychological aspect of what the ego is. Yeah. Apart from faith or adjacent to our faith. You're talking about like... The Sigmund Freud stuff? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the psychology and yeah, psychiatry like behind ego, it Yeah, like ego, super ego, and the id. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we're doing okay just with the basics <laughs> yeah. um, here. <laughs> um, but, you know, your faith will be limited if you are, if you're not living in the present. Because um, it's either a, it's either an old story mm-hmm. or you're just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, we need to live into it now. You're not addressing the right. current state of your heart. And exactly. That you said that very well. And um ego's not very good at that. No. Nah. Because that might reveal, you know, like when you turn on the light switch and the cockroaches go running everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, that's I think what our ego would do. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, No, I'm not supposed to be in the light. Um so okay, so we've said this um five, the ego is reluctant to give others praise. Six, the ego rarely lives in the present. We need to. We should. Um, and then seven, the ego seeks immediate gratification without discomfort. Immediate gratification without discomfort. 
So I'm watching, um, or I just started watching uh, Painkiller on Netflix. Yeah. I haven't started that yet. And it's about just the whole Oxycontin, um, and I can't remember the family, the Sackler family that owns uh, a pharmaceutical company that um, just they they put Oxy on the on the map. Um, they basically rebranded it and took it away from just uh, like end of life care pain management to uh. to oh your knee hurts take this your elbow hurts take this. And there's a there's a scene where Matthew Broderick, who plays kind of the lead Sackler, um, he's like, "Look, every person wants to feel better. Pleasure, pain, pleasure, pain. That is the cycle of life." I'm not saying I agree with him. I'm just kind of relaying yeah, this yeah. thing. But there's, I mean, if you're talking ego here, that's exactly it. The um, human it, condition. You're either experiencing pleasure. Or you're not, and you want to experience pleasure again. I mean, and a lot of people would call that pain or discomfort. That that's the human condition without Correct. Christ. That's exactly it, and it's it's wanting to meet that that chemical uh, filling of of what. It we've talked about it in this podcast before. Mm-hmm. It's it's we're all searching to fill that hole mm-hmm. that only Christ can fill, mm-hmm. but we've tried to fill we've tried to fill. It was so many different things, and you want to fill the hole without. You want to get the max amount of pleasure with the least amount of pain. Sure. And outside of Christ, uh-huh. it's it looks like it's easier than the walk <laughs> with Christ. And here's what our that's yes. And here's what our ego does. Our ego says if it's difficult, if it requires effort. Mm-hmm. If it makes me feel uncomfortable on top of already not having the pleasure, at, you know, then I'm, it's not worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go for it. And so that's what our ego tells us. But, you know, for those of us who have lived any length of time, um, you, we know that these things are unavoidable. There are going to be things that require great effort. There are going to be things in our lives that make us very uncomfortable. There are going to be things that um, are painful that we endure, but that does not mean that we don't go through it. Yeah. The ego might want to say, well, I'm done. And I go back to the idea of a toddler. Um, I go back to, I remember a phase when I was a younger kid, and if I could not master it, I didn't do it. Mm. I remember going snow skiing for the first time. And my dad took us to Red River, New Mexico. Um, it's a really good place to go for like for new skiers because it's New Mexico. It's not Colorado yet. The mountains aren't as high, but there's runs and they have snow, and it's it's a great deal. And I refused to take ski lessons. Never been in my life. I'm I'm like ten years old, and I am like throwing my skis and my poles on the bunny slope, which is like the easiest slope for those of you that don't ski, because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I got talked off the ledge. I don't remember by which parent, but, and then I went to the ski class and then I loved it. And I've loved skiing, you know, ever since then. But it's like, there was a part of me, it was like, I, I can't do it. Oh, this is going to be hard. Oh, it's going to take a moment to learn Then I'm out. Oh yeah. That's an ego. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a total ego thing. Um, the, and here's where our ego gets in the way rather than, uh, wrestling with discomfort or anxiety, the ego's like, where's the quick fix? Where is the quick fix to my discomfort? Where is the quick fix to my depression? Where's the quick fix to my sense of um, 
lack of purpose. I mean, all these things. Yeah. This describes many, many, many of us, and I'm and Christians. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the quick fix. Me. <laughs> and I would say that unchecked, the ego believes, or would would cause us to believe that you can experience God without any discomfort in your life. And that's just not true. Yeah. There, if you're drawing breath, you're going to experience discomfort in this life. There isn't a, sing, a single example in the Bible of someone <laughs> believing in Jesus and it being easy. Well, yeah, and just, again, going back to just humanity, the there's nothing about life that is, is without discomfort. No. Um, and, you know... That's a lie that we can believe. It's a lie we can, you know, you, you said earlier, like, like we could never even, like maybe it's just subconscious, a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think, maybe we've never even uttered the words that I believe I can live a Christian life and never have discomfort. But there's like our ego is telling us this mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Um, to the extent that I think most of us probably, like listening to this right now, have probably done something today or thought something today that was ego-driven to the point of how can I distract myself from this difficult conversation, moment, relationship, whatever that I need to deal with? Or how can I, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know a really good example of that, but I mean, I'm just thinking of myself and how I can distract myself Oh yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right because I I think especially when we're talking about um, gratification without discomfort, mm-hmm. I don't think it is gratification without discomfort. I think it's gratification with with distraction mm. or with blindness. Mm-hmm. Because what it, outside of Christ, you're not solving anything. No, you're 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 in discomfort. Yes, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that we want no, like it's not that we're getting no discomfort. Mm-hmm. We're just we're infusing things that help us ignore our discomfort and kick mm-hmm. the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Right. Like- Where eventually, I at least in my life, it always comes to a head. And oh it, yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Be, but because I've I've gotten the gratification with a distraction mm-hmm. from what is actually bothering me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that uh, living, allowing our ego to kind of drive that or, or take us down that path, um, it makes us incapable or it develops habits and patterns that make it really difficult to talking about the previous example to be in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to escape discomfort, you're probably trying to avoid the present. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> if you're trying to uh, avoid um, uh, difficulty or uh, you know stress or something that's kind of weighing on you, then live in the past. Yeah. Uh, think about the future. Uh, check out on your PS5. I played my Xbox today because I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to do a specific thing. I played a game called Fishdom for about 15 minutes, but I don't feel too bad about that. I wasn't avoiding anything. So. I, I was, was procrastinating. I, okay, well, yeah. 
Um, most Christians like everything about Jesus except for the difficult parts. Yes. Um, losing your friends, being rejected for uh, your faith, um, maybe sometimes even your family, um, standing up for what you uh, what you believe about who the Son of God is, um, dying to yourself on a regular basis, those are not comfortable things. And I don't know anyone who's like, can't wait, can't wait for that. But our ego could say, oh, you don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with that. Just don't bother with that. That whole dying to yourself thing, that sounds really uncomfortable. So how about don't do that? And that is the only <laughs> source for that message. Well, right. I mean... I mean, everything else that culture produces. The only reason that a person would even contemplate the mindset or the idea of dying to self mm-hmm. is... I mean, I can't think of any other reason humanly possible... Unless you understand who Jesus is. It doesn't make sense without Jesus. And you, you just enough comprehend what he's done for you. Yeah, like it, like it doesn't make sense. Why else would you die to yourself? That's so stupid. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I mean, outside of a God that calls us to do it so we can be more like him and closer to him. And who modeled it for us. And who, there's no reason to no. do it. No, it would be, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's wasting. Counter ego. It's wasting your terminal existence mm. without Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because if if Jesus wasn't a thing and you would never want to die to yourself because you're not maximizing the finite point of your existence mm-hmm. that people that don't believe Jesus is mm. it, it's fleeting anyway. So live into it. Man, we're we're getting really existential today. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We should have like lit, had some incense in here, some, <laughs> some, some crystals. Some crystals and maybe a little gong or something. So <laughs> Oh my goodness, our ego is horrible. Um, so here's number eight. <laughs> the ego is easily offended. I'm offended by that. I am very offended by that. Um, we joke, but that's almost how simple it is. Oh yeah, for sure. How like, easily are you offended? And it it depends. How many for me, times <laughs> does a text message mm. or a social post tick you off? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And we'll just both drink our water in silence mm. and then just let the listener... <sighs> just drink my water. Just, just let the let listener just... Sit with that for a minute. Sit with that. <laughs> How easily are you offended? When the ego is in charge, almost any disagreement, no matter how small or opposing viewpoint, no matter how benign it could be, feels like a personal attack. And if that describes you, friends... Your ego is in the way. Oh. I feel like one through seven leads to eight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because well, I couldn't start off with this because people we would people would be like, yeah. "I'm done." Well, that offends me. I'm out. Perfect example is you know if someone does a social post that ticks you off, well, all you're doing is referencing the past. Oh yeah. You know, you're not living in the present. You're not Mm -hmm. addressing it. You're just pointing people back to the past. Yeah, yeah. And then, you I mean, you can literally take your gratification. You're you're having too much discomfort. Mm -hmm. Like, you can literally go to each one of those. Mm -hmm. And it is a byproduct of all these building to where you're easily offended. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I hate it because it's... And welcome to 2023. Well, welcome to... 
Shannon's world. I mean, I yeah. I I struggle with this. I yeah. mean, I, I I would hope that any honest person would say, yeah, my ego's in the way a little bit. But um, goodness, a disagreement or opposing viewpoint, feeling like a personal attack when it's it's not. So what the ego does. Oh, very well is it goes, okay, I'm going to gather other like-minded egos Mm -hmm. (laughs) and affirm myself or affirm my viewpoint or whatever was challenged or whatever. And and I'm going to lift that up. And I think what's stunted a lot of Christians spiritual maturation is that maturation maturing process uh, is that today you talk about 2023 social media. Yep. uh, Most people, we have an election cycle coming up again. Oh, Most people go months or I would say even now years without truly engaging a different perspective or opposing viewpoint. You don't have to. No, you don't have to. You can totally exist in the vacuum that you create yes. where everyone agrees with you. Yes. And, um, and I guess that is a self-protection of our ego because it is so easily offended. Has to be. Um, but my goodness, that is not how we were designed to live. And so what if my, so what if someone disagrees with me or someone has a different viewpoint? Either, either I just say, you know, that's their opinion or I go, I should say, well, I need, I have to learn something. There's something I need to learn from this. Mm -hmm. Um, there's something for me to, to take in. That's what a, a humble, uh, mind, heart would, would do. Um, I confess that's not usually my first yeah. reaction. Or, and, and even to the point you have to take yourself out of it to realize that they might be attacking something that's not about you, but it's worth it's worth you standing up for. Mm. And it, But it's still not personal. Well, I mean, yeah, I think about, you know, um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who it, during World War II... Um, Basically, you know, you know that image of the guy that stood in Tiananmen Square in front of the tank back in the '90s when, uh, what what was the city? And it was in uh, China, uh, Tian, well Tiananmen Square. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember. It's kind of one of those historical. I've seen the moments. picture. He's like has a briefcase in yeah. his hand. He stands in front of the tank, and the tank stops. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer was basically like that versus the Nazis mm-hmm. and the Catholic Church and other Christians who were so nobody liked him. Uh, who were complicit in uh, allowing the church to kind of be a shield for the Nazis for not really speaking up on behalf of the Jewish people and others. Yeah. And he just continually pushed back. And it, was like, it wasn't about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't care. He, it was like, it wasn't like they, someone said, we don't like that Dietrich guy. And he went on this, you know, you know, rampage to destroy the Nazis. He just, he was like, no, this is, this is not who my Christ is, yeah. and um, someone needs to speak up on behalf of, of humanity. And I mean, he ended up paying the ultimate price for it. He's an amazing story. Yeah. Um, if you guys are into history at all, um, and especially if you are into World War II stuff, um, reading about Dietrich Bonhoeffer um, is is really engaging. But it makes me think about him because it wasn't there was nothing about him, but he he stepped into that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only be like that. With, if your, your ego, ego can't is out, be, it's got to be checked at the door. Yeah, it's got to be checked. For like sure. you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when the ego talking about ego being easily offended, 
if the ego, if its desire is to all, and we just kind of recaps one of the ones, some of the ones we looked at. If your ego desires to be right, if your ego desires to be special, if your ego desires to be separate and set apart and recognized, um, what you're going to find, well, let's look at the example of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time we have, well, there's a couple of examples of times when Jesus might appear in human form to be offended, and that was when um, he turns the tables Yeah. Um, outside the temple, um, when he gets onto Peter and is mm-hmm. like, get behind me, Satan. Um, and when he speaks to the religious leaders and calls them like a brood of vipers, you know, calls them snakes and, and that, but all of those were not because they were like, we don't like you, Jesus, you know, you're a false prophet or we think you're full of it. He was offended. He had a holy anger. It was a holy, uh, response to, uh, sinful behavior. It wasn't that he his feelings were hurt or his ego was no. um, checked, uh, chipped away at. Because his, his father wasn't being glorified by what was happening. Mm, right, right. Um, in that regard, you'd say that God is unoffendable as far as, uh, I mean, sin offends him in that he won't have anything to do with it. Right. But... God does not do anything, uh, is not motivated to do anything because of ego. Mm-hmm. doesn't have an ego. We have an ego. Yes. It's our flesh. It's, our, it's the sin nature. You know, just, you know, Freud named it, but, you know, it could have been gobbledygook. I mean, it doesn't matter what it's called. It's still there. Ultimately, it's about our separation from God, our unwillingness to recognize Him, and if we live long enough... Um, you know, over a period of time and develop habits that don't um, bring in the the Holy Spirit of God to convict us and to correct us. If we don't have the Word to look at like, like a mirror, if we don't allow God's Word to be like a mirror to us to see who we really are, Mm-hmm. Then, then we're going to be all of these eight things. We're going to be easily offended. We're going to seek immediate gratification without discomfort. We're going to, you know, avoid the present. We're going to be reluctant to give other people praise and credit. We're going to hate change. We're going to, we're going to go. Oh, I've got to be right. I've got to be right. It's going to be all about winning. Um, and and the the fact is, is it's going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we need to recognize that your ego is your enemy, is not your friend. And it shouldn't be the one that drives the course of your life, friends. And it should definitely not be what drives the course of mine and the direction in which we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, submit to the Lord. That's that's all I'm hearing. Shannon, submit to the Lord. Yes. Submit, submit, submit. Um, and uh, that, yeah, there's that. There's that. There's that. That's a... Drew and I went on a cruise, and this comedian, that was his punchline, was there's that. And at first it was, like, really annoying, but then by the end of his set, like, everything he'd tell a story, and he'd be like, there's that. And Now so we now say it. Now we say it. Now the yeah. office says it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, the office says it. I like good stuff. There's that. Um, so the ego, it's your enemy. Yep. 
and that's all I got to say about that. All right, Forrest. <laughs> um, anything else you want to uh, bring up before we uh, close out today's episode, Josh? No, I, th- I think that's a good place to just okay. shut it off. We'll shut it down. Um, look forward to seeing you Wind all. Wind it up. <laughs> Wind it up. We look forward to seeing you all this Sunday at either 9 or 1030. And as you know, we've talked about community already. Community groups are kicking off. Woohoo! Um, so check it out. Where can they find information about community groups? You can go onto a website at theportcc.com. You can click on Next Steps and click Community Groups. That will take you to a list of all open and available community groups. And the first five people that go there get a $50 gift certificate to Target. Not really. Just kidding. <laughs> this episode sponsored by nobody. Nobody. Okay, side note. I have side to say note? this. Okay, okay. There was a prank radio show uh-huh. that they would do like these prank contests. Right. Well, someone didn't realize it was a prank contest. Oh. He even called the, but it sounded too good to be true. <laughs> so he called the radio show mm-hmm. and they said, no, it's legit. Mm-hmm. It was whoever got, you know, like the letters of the, um, like QLTP, whatever the uh, radio station's oh, gotcha. acronym is, uh-huh. if they got it tattooed on their forehead, no. they would get $250,000. No. Yep. So he did. No. And the first one that got down to the radio station would get it. And mm. so he uh, went down there and they I were smell like, a lawsuit. He got $3 million. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to burst your bubble, but I was like, I, I'm smelling a lawsuit Yeah, he here. got $3 million. Holy cow. Yep. Well, jokes on them. Then. So there's no fifty dollar oh, gift yeah. card <laughs> if you sign up for a community group. Nah, nope, no. I was joking. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey guys, thanks for hanging in there today, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you again and seeing you this Sunday. Thanks, Josh. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the One Sixty Seven Podcast. Join us next time more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.